grandfather, Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. This podcast homily for first Sunday after Easter is the second in a series of seven podcast homilies for Easter Day through Sunday after Ascension Day. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC's continuing celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is Jesus Christ is Risen Today, performed for us in England by Richard M.S. Irwin and used with his permission. It is also the theme music for the companion AIC seasonal video presentation, Eastertide from Easter to Ascension. Listeners may benefit from the AIC seasonal video series, Eastertide from Resurrection to Ascension, presented in three episodes, each linked from the digital library page, with the MP3 podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Easter and the traditional method of calculating the date of Easter, plus its effects upon the celebrations of Epiphany, and Trinity seasons. Anglican traditions of Easter through Ascension, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions, and commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Easter Day, Monday and Easter week, Tuesday and Easter week, all five Sundays after Easter, Ascension Day, and Sunday after Ascension Day in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for First Sunday After Easter are discussed in Episode 1. The Epistle reading for First Sunday After Easter is 1 John 5, verses 4 to 12. St. John's emphasis on the importance of and the equality of the Holy Spirit with the other two divine persons are a link between the Epistle and Gospel readings for the day. One of the themes of the Gospel of St. John is truth versus falsehood, and one of the themes of chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation, the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor, is the importance of those who overcome the secular reality of the world. Here it is expressed differently as a direct message to the faithful of their central part in the salvation of the world here read in the New King James Version of 1 John 5, 5. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? John asserts that the, quote, witness of God, unquote, is greater than the witness of men, that the Spirit of God comes to man through his Holy Spirit, And as he did in his gospel and in Revelation, John reinforces the importance of the number three and the Son as the one who offers real life. Here's verses 7 and 12. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. 
The Gospel reading for first Sunday after Easter, John 20, verses 19 to 23, is part of St. John's unique account of the post-resurrection appearance of Jesus in the upper room in Jerusalem. The time is first day of the week, meaning Sunday, the Christian Sabbath. John had already told readers that the disciples locked themselves into the upper room out of fear of the retribution of the Jews, another unique theme in the Gospel of St. John. In verse 19b, John tells how Jesus came and stood in the midst of them, saying, Peace be with you. Jesus clarifies the meaning of peace when he speaks the word again in verse 21. Peace is not earthly peace or the absence of conflict among men, but God's peace. In John 20, verse 21. Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. John also tells us something else that is extraordinarily spiritual concerning the Holy Spirit. He says that after granting them the Father's peace, that is, the peace of God, that Jesus breathed on them and afterward instituted the sacrament of penance confession, saying in verses 22b and 23, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. In the Western Church's music, the scene is remembered in the 19th century hymn, Breathe on Me, Breath of God, written by Edward Hatch in 1875 A.D. These words of Jesus are the earliest instruction regarding the ordination of the priesthood to carry forward the church into the future, coming even before the Great Commission described in the Synoptic Gospels. In the Anglican worship tradition, we still offer private confession, but most of us prefer the public confession found in the general confession which is said before the celebration of Holy Eucharist. In the general confession, each of us confesses our sins and receives absolution and remission with the condition that your confession is genuine and that you pledge to live a new life following his commandments, living in love and charity with your neighbors. In both St. John's Gospel and his first epistle, St. John stresses the theme of love, that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost loved us, that God the Father sent his only begotten Son to be crucified for our sins upon the cross. The institution of confession penance signifies that he still loves us enough to provide this means of release from our sins. This offer means forgiveness and release and the chance to start a new day once again. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily are in the New Testament Gospels video series, St. John's account of Jesus' appearance in the upper room is discussed in episode 40. St. Thomas's response to Jesus on confession and forgiveness 
is discussed and illustrated in episode 40, episode 43, and episode 44. And the spiritual themes of light versus darkness, good versus evil, and truth versus falsehood are discussed in episode 40. In Revelation, an idealist interpretation, you'll find St. John's account of Jesus' emphasis on overcoming the secular world in the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor, which are discussed in episodes 5 through episode 8. My primer on numerology in Revelation is featured on pages 7 to 11. In the 12 Days of Christmas, an AIC seasonal video presentation in 12 episodes, the key word for first day of Christmas, December 25th, is love. The podcast homily for Christmas Day is also focused on love. Forgiveness is the key word for second day of Christmas, and peace is the key word for third day of Christmas. In the Lord's Prayer, phrase by phrase, an AIC Christian Education Study video series in three episodes, the fifth petition, Forgiveness, is presented in episode two. In the Lives of the Saints, a multi-episode Christian education video series from the first series, episode two is focused on St. Thomas and episode four on St. John. From the second series, Honoring Other Saints in the Western and Eastern Church Traditions, Archbishop Thomas Cranmer is one of three English martyrs commemorated in episode 28. Episodes in seasonal videos and Christian education videos linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, and podcast versions of all three from the podcast archive page. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, in the Gospel of John, annotated and illustrated, the reading for first Sunday after Easter is discussed and illustrated in chapter 20 with three illustrations. In the Acts of the Apostles, annotated and illustrated, the preeminent role played by St. Peter in the creation of the church after the resurrection is discussed in chapters 2 through 5. In the beliefs of the Anglican Church, the sacrament of penance confession is discussed in the section on sacraments on pages 66 to 77. In Christian spirituality, an Anglican perspective, in the introduction I discuss the underlying premise of the spiritual discipline of Christian spirituality, that is, the reality of evil in the world and Christian truth as its only antidote. Finally, in layman's lexicon, I recommend the entries for Abba, Confession, Eucharist, Father, Forgiveness, Love-slash-Loving, Ordination, and Peace. All the AIC Bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly from my Amazon Author Central page, https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald 
hyphen e hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The first closing prayer is adapted from a 4th century Maronite Catholic liturgy. The second is the collect for first Sunday after Easter, which Archbishop Cranmer wrote for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer, based upon John 3.16, Romans 4.25, and 1 Corinthians 5.7 and 8. O Lord, through the blessings of the day of thy glorious resurrection, grant to us times of tranquility and peace, that we may praise thee in the company of thy heavenly hosts, and give thee glory and thanks, now and forever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Almighty God, who has given thine only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification, Grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness, that we may always serve thee in pureness of living and truth, through the merits of the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.